So today, um, you know, having clarity, pristine clarity on what my sole purpose is, what my vision for it is next and how I'm going to having a plan allows me to be more focused in my actions so that I'm more clear on what to say no to so that I can continue on my, what I call my hell yeses. What are the things that I'm saying hell yes to? And those are the things that I'm really committed to. And part of saying hell yes to it is being willing to let some good things go to go for this really great thing. And that's made just such a world of difference in my life. Listening to the Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast, the exploration of life fully optimized with Megan Hotman. Hey there, Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast listeners. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, Wild Zora. This company is owned by husband and wife duo Josh and Zora Tabin, and they are based up in Loveland. And I actually know Josh and Zora personally, and I had the opportunity to tour their facility a few weeks ago. This is such a cool company, and I happened to get hooked on their products well before I actually met the owners. Um, their ingredients are all natural and amazing. They source everything locally, organically, sustainably grown, and then they package and produce it all there in their facility in Loveland, and they both live in Fort Collins. They've got these great meat and veggie bars, which contain grass-fed organic beef or uh, other meat products, as well as a full serving of fresh vegetables, organic vegetables. Um, The newest product that they just launched, which I'm really fired up about, is their basically just add hot water oatmeal bags. They're perfect for camping, but frankly, they're also just perfect for taking with you to the office and when you're on the go because the bags are meant to hold the hot water. So all you have to do is add some boiling water to the container and you can eat this amazing oatmeal right out of there. It's got dehydrated nuts and berries and coconut and all kinds of good fats and nutrients. It's really amazing food that, quite frankly, fills the gap for many of us when we're trying to eat healthy, good foods when we're on the go. So Wild Zora's website is wildzora.com, and they are offering our listeners a 20% discount on your order using the code HOTMAN, H-O-T-T-M-A-N, at checkout. You can also just click their logo at the bottom of our website, and it will take you straight to a page, but make sure to use that code at checkout. I just want to give one pitch to the... um, specific breakfast cereal that I'm really obsessed with right now. It's called the Palisade Pineapple Mango. They call it a paleo meal to go, and it does contain 10 grams of protein. By the way, for those of you who are anti-gluten, it does not contain any gluten, no grain, no milk, and no added sugar. So when you see these products, you will be a true believer and a true fan just like I am. They also have a butte cocoa banana oatmeal cereal, as well as a cliffside coconut berry cereal. It's really incredible stuff. And having seen their facility and seen exactly how this stuff is made, it's fantastic. So check out Wild Zora at wildzora.com. Use the code HOTMAN at checkout. Save yourself some money. Give these products a shot and fuel yourself for maximum enthusiasm and full optimization when you are out on the go in your busy life. 
Hey, listeners, welcome back. Thanks so much for your ongoing support of this podcast. I do have one favor to ask those of you listening on the iTunes app. If you would, please make sure that you like our podcast and also leave us a review. It's really, really important for the success of the show, and it'll allow me to keep going and doing what we're doing. Um, If you scroll down below a few of the episodes, you'll see a ratings and reviews section. And if you would, just tap however many stars you think we deserve and write a review. That would be tremendously helpful. That is the lifeline and the um, the backing for a podcast and in order to keep it successful and keep it going. I would so appreciate if you would take two seconds to do that for me real quick. Today's guest is Demi. She is my sole purpose coach. That's the best way to describe her. I've been working with Demi since February. We've done some really amazing work and you're going to get to hear about some of the things that we've done together. The, the really cool thing about this particular episode is that you're going to actually walk away with some, some how-tos in the area of exploring your sole purpose, the things that are tapping at you, the nudges that are coming your way how to kind of tune in and listen better for them, and then basically what to do about that information. And I think that we all are put on this planet with a purpose, and part of our job and life mission is to figure out what it is. And that's, of course, easier said than done. I think you're you're just going to love Demi as much as I do and have really grown to love her. I'm now part of a women's mastermind group with her. I just can't thank her enough for the development that she's helped me with, both professionally and personally. We still have a lot more work to do, and I find myself continuing to just grow and thrive with um, her her oversight and her help. She's working on a new book, and she's going to have a new website launching here soon called Wealthy Women Now. We will have info and links to her content on the website, MaximumEnthusiasm.com. But in the meantime, I think you're going to want to listen to this particular podcast episode somewhere that you're sitting and you can take notes, as opposed to maybe driving or while you're running, or perhaps this is a show that you listen to a couple times because you're probably going to hear things a few times that just sort of settle in on you. But I definitely encourage you to keep some notebook paper handy with a pen so that you can take a few notes. Um, There's no question that some of the suggestions she makes can really change how you spend your day and how you spend your time and your energy and your life. And really, I think, help you at the end of each day when you go to bed and put your pillow head on the pillow have an immense amount of satisfaction and gratitude and fulfillment, most importantly, with how your day was spent and how you projected yourself out into the world. So my friends, enjoy this one with Demi McConkle. She is an incredible woman, a powerhouse, a force, an energy field. I can't wait for you to plug in and tap into this and learn more about your soul purpose. just so excited about this, Demi, and particularly the comment you just made to me, which is uh, create a life where you not only don't dread Mondays, but you look forward to Mondays. I mean, what a poignant statement. And you feel that way about your life, don't you? I do. I do. I, yeah, I just, uh, I had this two week trip to Morocco planned that I've been looking forward to for a long time. And Um, I had an opportunity in my work and my coaching, uh, to do something really cool that overlapped the trip. And for a split second, I, I considered, you know, not going on my trip, but but I really had to, to look and see, wow, both of them look equally as fun. 
And I just, I had to just celebrate my life there in that moment for just a minute because I have done what I set out to do where I created a work that I love so much that I look forward to Mondays. Amazing. I mean, talk about the aspiration that myself and probably every one of our listeners strives towards. And in the context of the conversation we were just having, my life has spun out of control without my say so. And I'm pretty frustrated about it. And you said, um, sometimes when you have a very strong feeling of what you don't want, that helps orient you towards what you do want. And so my question for you is, was there a time in your life when you weren't looking forward to Mondays and you said, this ends right now, I'm making a change? Um, only probably about a hundred of those. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and I, but I remember early on in my life, uh, girl, I was probably in high school and I had a data entry job at a physical therapy clinic. I did data entry and it was so extremely boring to me. Um, and it was this, it was the summer. So I was spending, it was like a full-time summer job. So like 40 hours a week of data entry. And I remember thinking, wait a minute, if I spend most of my waking hours at work, I don't do what I love. I'm not going to have a happy life. And um, luckily I had a dad that encouraged to dreaming big and, and encouraged that kind of a um, approach to life. And so I have always done that kind of sought after doing what I love and trying to get paid to do it. And, but, but as a part of that path, and that's really what's led me to being a sole pur- the sole purpose coach that I am today. Um, because part of that, I mean, that path was not a straight line to no. today by any means. No, I'm sure you didn't as a young girl say, I'm going to go be a sole purpose coach. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. you would have told, I, I would have been, what, what the hell is that? Right. 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 Coach, I don't think that's, 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 I don't think that's sexy to me. No, don't go do that. Right. Right. And yet you've continued, my understanding of the path you've taken is that you've continued to basically pursue both the alignment of your gifts as well as the things that light your heart up. And it has delivered you to this place where you provide immense value to people like me with the sole purpose work we've been doing. And we're going to talk about that. I mean, how much does that mean to you that you get to use your talents and do something you love? Is there, is there words to even use? There really, there really aren't. There really aren't. It is just, it's really exquisite and it, yeah, it's, um, sometimes I feel like it is that pinch me. I I get to do it. And that doesn't mean that every day is filled with, um, oh man, I get to talk to Megan on this podcast today. Not every day is like this, you know, but Um, you know, some days are, you know, more in the minutia of getting some of the logistics and some days it's like, oh man, I I forgot I dropped that ball. I made this mess here. I got to clean it up. That's, it's all of that. But there's always within what I'm doing, this really exciting place of looking forward in a project, a goal, a dream that lights me up in such a way that the minutia of the mundane test tasks that, you know, sometimes feel like, I mean, I'm just coming also back from being gone for three weeks. So, you know, this week I had a bit of that sensation of, I can't catch up on my emails as quickly as they're coming in and, sure. and clients and everything. So there is, there is all of that. In of course. It. When you do what you love, all of that is not only tolerable, it's a, it's a part of it. And so, um, me, it's, it's, I don't dread it. 
the way that I used to dread those types of tasks in the past. Right. And I think that's an important distinction to make. Doing something you love doesn't mean that every day is perfect and full of rainbows and butterflies. Things are still hard. You still get overwhelmed. Your email inbox overflows just like everyone else's. But the perspective and the attitude that you bring to it is completely different. Well, and so to back up for just a moment for our listeners, the guest on my show today is Demi. She is my sole purpose coach. She's based in Salt Lake City, Utah, and we've been working together since February. And Demi has changed my life and she has changed my worldview. And she's been helping me figure out what my sole purpose is, what it is that I was put on this earth to do and helping me through visualization exercises, workbook exercises, coaching calls, helping me figure out what my why is and what things in my life pull me towards it and what things in my life pull me away from it. She's been helping me trying to prioritize a lot of things that have been coming at me all at once lately. And then there's a process of goal setting to get us towards that sole purpose. And um, it's it's like a magical journey that I wish I could, I wish everyone could do this and would do this. Uh, would, will you speak to the importance of knowing your sole purpose, Demi? Yeah, Absolutely. Well, I think all of us have a sense of what our soul purpose is, whether we call it soul purpose or our truth or our passion or, you know, whatever we call it, it's, we have a sense of this force within us that nudges us towards our best ideas, our most exciting visions and dreams that kind of keeps us moving forward, that, that lights us up towards what is most meaningful and interesting to us. We have a sense of it, but, you know, and one of the, one of the ways that I kind of talk about it is the way that our sole purpose uh, nudges us forward and speaks to us is, um, so for the, those of you listening, if you are to take in three, two, Megan, if you take your yes. uh, middle and your index finger and start tapping at your chest like a hundred times a minute, just keep tap, tapping while I'm talking, right? Because this is how our sole purpose speaks to us. It's very quiet, but it's persistent. And if it was the only voice inside of us seeking our attention, then, you know, you and I would never have been coaching together. You'd know exactly what you wanted and how you were going to go about getting it. Things would always be clear. Sure. Right. But it's not the only voice inside. The other voice inside is a voice that I refer to as monkey mind. Mm -hmm. And, And monkey mind is not something I made up. It's an old time Buddhist term that they use for that mental chatter in the back of our head. Um, the chatter of fear, doubt, and worry, right? It's that, uh, primitive brain of ours whose primary function is to keep us safe. And it only knows that we're safe when we're comfortable. Right. Right. And so, and, and are you still tapping at your chest, Megan? Oh yes. Okay. Are you listeners? Are you still tapping? (laughs) I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. That's my job. Imagine that they are saying yes. Hopefully so. Okay. So my question to you, Megan, is it getting just a little bit annoying? Of course. Yes, of course. Yes. Good. And if, for those of you listening, if it's not annoying yet, just keep doing it until it is. Because what I wanted you to experience is a very visceral experience of what it feels like when you ignore those whisperings of your soul, of what you want to do next. Right. So if you've ever had that internal conversation that goes something like, I've got a great idea. I know what I want to do. That's a crazy idea. What are you thinking? 
oh, I really, I really want to start this business. Oh, I think I'd be good at it. That's a crazy idea that costs so much money. And what if it doesn't work out? You know, that internal conversation. Oh, yes. Right? So, and that can most easily be summarized as soul purpose meets monkey mind. Soul purpose meets monkey mind. And it can brew this perfect storm that those two brewing inside of confusion. Hmm. Right? And in that confusion and in that like perfect storm, it's hard to listen sometimes to the, what our soul purpose is speaking to us, how it's tapping at our chest. And, and sometimes it can feel in our lives like this agitation. There's something, uh, a little annoyance going on, and it makes everything that we're doing, our job that we're doing, our relationship, our, um, you know, our, the stuff we're doing in our community, um, the stuff with our children, all of it can feel a little bit agita- agitating when we're l- not listening to that quiet but persistent voice of our soul saying, Hey, here's what's up next for you. I've got a great idea. Right. And so when, when uh, confusion creeps in, I always say confusion is very costly. And um, I find that the more successful we become in life, the more costly that confusion can become. Right. Because the more successful we are in life, we have a lot of more opportunities abundantly available to us uh, that we can say yes to. And these things, you know, Warren Buffett uh, says the difference between successful people and extremely successful people is that extremely successful people say no to just about everything. I've always found that quote so powerful. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Because I have a tendency, like we all have very abundant and full soul purposes and lives, right? And I'm the type of person that that's why I love that quote and it's memorized and kind of grain it into me too, because I am the type of person that will say yes to too many things. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, the more successful we become, we have this really like luxurious place that we're at where we have to make choices between really good things and really great things. Right. And, and that can be hard. And, And for me, I have often, you know, not wanted to say no to something good to, in order to do something great. So I just try to do it all. Totally. And because of that, I've created in the past, I've, it's just created overwhelm, um, confu- more confusion. And it's just, I've leaked a lot of uh, energy, time, money, creativity, motivation. Um, a lot of projects haven't gotten all the way through because of taking on too many things. Right. So today, um, you know, uh, having clarity, pristine clarity on what my soul purpose is, what my vision for it is next, and how I'm going to having a plan allows me to be more focused in my actions, so that I'm more clear on what to say no to, so that I can continue on my what I call my hell yeses. Right. What are the things that I'm saying hell yes to? And those are the things that I'm really committed to. And part of saying hell yes to it is being willing to let some good things go to go for this really great thing. And that's made just such a world of difference in my life. That's huge because there can be too many good things. We're not even talking about the bad things that detract from us. We're talking about potentially there just being a presence of too many good things and we didn't suss out the hell yeses from the okay sures. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's been, I mean, that's been a source of so much stress and strain 
and in my life uh, that that it can make those good things not even good anymore, you know? Right. Because they cause resentment or burnout or just fatigue, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So Demi, my question for you, because I really do aspire to deliver really great value to the listeners in the course of their commute. If someone who's never even considered their sole purpose before, what is an exercise or, um, or book or journaling activity or what is kind of the 101 sole purpose? Where does a person start to explore this potentially on their own? Mm-hmm. Okay, great question. So, you know, sole purpose is a nebulous concept that is the, that I, I've given it this name, this title, sole purpose, so that we can create clarity and focus with it. That's what I'm aiming to do to help my clients um, utilize it as a tool for happiness, fulfillment, and, um, and economic independence. In order to create some clarity around it, there, you've got to have kind of a framework. And the one that I like to use is most simplistic is sole purpose is who you are and the impact that you want to make. Mm. And so if you like that, you can use it, you can take it. And so having some clarity, creating some clarity around who you are and the impact that you want to make. I have a um, specific process that I take people through who work with me to gain clarity on that. Right. But you can gain the best way you can gain gain clarity today with where that is, is, is writing. I think writing is just such a powerful tool to help you discern um, truth from where you're sitting today. So doing, you know, when I take people through that clarity piece to see who you really are looking at that. I look at helping them discover their core values. You know, um, there's probably even a lot of core value exercises out there right. online that you could just do a core values exercise and, and take yourself through something online. Um, you know, to really see, you know, what are the values that, you know, a, one of the kind of as Megan's gone through this, one of the things I do with people is I have them look at people that they admire and what are the values you see that other people demonstrate that, that you admire and see if those are some of your core values. I loved that exercise, by the way. I have to say it's a very cool kind of backdoor way of figuring that, that out. It's, it's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah, so I won't, I won't reveal too much in no. case I didn't do it with anybody, but cool. it is you know, utilizing people that you admire to, to sort of see might be something interesting, right. uh, provide some clarity there. Um, the other thing I help people get is, you know, what's most important to you? You know, what is, so how do you, where do you see that you spend most of your time? And is that being spent in the things that are most important to you? Um, I had a coach, this is something that I do sometimes with clients, but this is maybe an exercise that will help bring about what's important mm-hmm. to you. If you do an essay, just write a little essay. You know, if I had six months left to live, how would I spend it? Mm. I had a coach have me do that years ago and her name was Barbara Stanny. She's a, um, she's written several books. Uh, Prince Charming isn't coming is one of them. Sacred Success is another. And, uh, I really enjoyed my time working with her and one, she's the one that gave me that exercise to do. And she said that when she did that exercise, she saw herself sitting on a grass sea hill, writing a book. And she, at that point she had never written a book. 
And so she knew from doing that exercise that she needed to start writing. So when Barbara gave me that exercise to do, I went um, home the next night and I did the, the essay. And here's what came out in my essay. I said I would quit everything and I would hope it was summer and, because I would have as many dinners under my balcony with twinkling lights and I would invite my friends and we would cook great food and we would have music and um, I would just be, we'd be dancing around and that's what I would do every single night for six months. Oh, I love it. So I went back to Barbara the next day and I said, Barbara, your exercise did not work. <laughs> I did not see. And then this was a time, this was a time this was years ago where I was really trying to figure out what's my purpose. What am I supposed to be doing? And, and I said, I saw myself quit everything. I'm I, no writing books, nothing. And she said, Demi, what you saw is so important. Yes. It did work for you because whatever you do in your life with your career or anything else, it cannot interfere with having enough time for dinner under twinkling lights as many of them. And was that and pivotal that for you? Was that when you really started honing in on your hell yeses to avoid yes, overscheduling yes. and all the yes. things? So that's, and that's been a really helping, helpful navigating compass because, you know, what, what are the things in my life that I love? I love my friends. I love my family. That has just a high priority of spending. I'm happiest when I spend a lot of time doing that. Um, so, you know, identifying under who you are also what's important to you. Um, you know, the other thing that I do with people is to, to see kind of robustly who you are is what are, what are your strengths? And, you know, who are you? What is your personality like? And, and, you know, how can identifying those strengths inform you on how to make better choices with, you know, your life and your business? So one of the things that I'll have clients do a lot is take uh, the Colby uh, and the Colby Index personality test. Okay. And I don't know if maybe you could, if there's a way to put a link I up definitely there. will. Yes, absolutely. And, and then the Myers-Briggs personality test, right? So, but here's the thing. If you do those tests, and there's one more personality test I'm going to talk about in a second that I'm using, I'm loving now. But those two tests are, are ones that I've used with clients for years. But here's what's the important distinction is that if you do take those tests, I think there's a little cost to them. You know, you don't want to just take the test and then look at the results like you do a horoscope. Oh, yeah, that's me. That's interesting. <laughs> me too, right? That's that. When I first did it, that's actually how I did it. Sure. They sat in my inbox for years. And then when I was really, you know, wanting to put this sole purpose program together and use strengths as a part of it, I was like, well, what does that mean? And so then I started to interpret the scores, my, my results to see, oh, okay. So if I'm a a low fact finder, which means I just like to read the headlines. I don't like to read all the details. I am a quick start and I have a visionary. So I have all of these big ideas. I think them up very fast and I get excited about them, but I'm a low follow through. Mm. And this is a Colby. So for me, what that means in the past, when I used to have all these ideas, I used to jump on them, get them going just a little bit. Um, and they wouldn't often follow through. Hardly any of them would. Today, understanding that personality, I, it's kind of like personality Aikido. I don't try to push away from it or I try to work with it. Sure. 
Yeah. So how I play with that today, that strength is what that means to me is that when I have a big idea or a project, I don't execute, I don't, I don't kick it off unless I can build a team. I have to have people on my team who can do the small details or it's not going to get done. And knowing that today, I won't even take on a project if I don't have somebody on my team who can handle the small details for me. That makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, kind of identifying your strengths and that's, that's a distinction that will really help you in business with your sole purpose, knowing that about yourself, you know, how can that help you um, play to your strengths, but also life. I mean, any project you're taking on, I mean, whether it's something you're doing in your community or with your family, um, knowing how you play your best, how you show up your best um, will help you understand how you let people support you. And that has certainly been something that has been revealed to me through my work with you and specifically with this podcast over the last month. I did, I launched it having really zero care in the world about where it went. Once I checked in with how it was making me feel and it's, it's literally costing me money. There's no money coming in from this project, but it is a huge deposit in the sole purpose account. And the way it has filled me up has brought my life and me tremendous value. And I think we would all be well served to kind of cue in on those types of things more often and say, wow, this makes me feel amazing. Okay. Why does this make me feel amazing? Yeah. Or conversely, this makes me feel terrible. Why does this make me feel terrible? And, um, I guess that just takes a level of consciousness and actually giving ourselves permission to check in on those things. Doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, the process that you and I went through the whole soul purpose process is simply that, because like I was saying, we all have a sense of who we are, what's important to us and whose strengths are. We all have a sense of it, but life is busy and we can get in that kind of grind. And when we don't slow down to really look at these things and identify them and put words to them, then that's just, where we get in trouble. Yeah. 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 Kind of keep get going and not end up where we hope to be. And I think that is the tension that a lot of people have in their lives. I guess speaking just from my own personal experience, I can tell when I'm not getting it right because that tension is ever present. And I guess I would say those nudges get so loud that I either start to feel physically ill and I can't stuff it down anymore or something will actually trigger um, like a, a need to make a very significant decision to alleviate that tension. Absolutely. I, I believe, and I know you believe this too, um, Megan, that our bodies are, they are, our, they are our best tool in creating anything we want in life, whether that's success in our business or a healthy relation, a great relationship with it's our bodies. They, and they, they help us compass and navigate towards the hell yeses and the hell no's in life. Um, and the better that we can get at using this body as a tool is helps us navigate clearer in the course of our life that's going to bring us the greatest happiness. You know, part of that too is so much of what you stand for is, you know, really taking care of our body in a way that our body can communicate with us. Right. Right. It has to be a healthy conduit to convey that messaging. And I've become more and more and more attuned. I was just in a situation on Wednesday where every physical element of my body was telling me to hit the eject button from the situation I was in. It was all I could do to keep myself in the chair I was in at the time. Mm. I was having a violently physical reaction to the environment. And, um, 
knowing that and in the in the moment my mind's telling me you are taking years off your life with this very experience right here based on the way that your body is responding so you know having that awareness is great but what would what advice would you give to a listener who has maybe never thought about it this way before and would literally be checking in with their body for the first time and using it as that barometer mm-hmm. I love that I love that question and I love the invitation to have all of your listeners just consider this. Yes. Because it's so it's so powerful. You know, Buddha says that the only way that we can know something is through a direct experience. Mm. And the only way that we can have a direct experience is through the body. That's a great so point. I believe our bodies are a very like sacred tool in our journey. And so for those of you listening, if this is your very first time considering this, your body as being this powerful tool and ally in your life is to first check in on the truthfulness of that statement that your body is your compass and that you can feel in your body when you're on course and you can feel in your body when you're off course. And I'll give you a quick little exercise to help you, just as Buddha says, notice. Perfect. So if you're listening, if you close your eyes just so that you can kind of tune out the external and tune in more to your body, and with your eyes closed, tell yourself a very simple lie. I mean, really simple, like, I am a seven-foot purple and pink striped zebra. Just a simple lie. And just feel how that lands in your body. And now tell yourself a very simple truth. You know, my name is, I'm so many years old. I'm a female. I'm a male. And just notice how that lands and what that feels like in your body. Right? Our body's always giving these, these very subtle clues of, of, of yeses and nos. And if you did that exercise and you didn't feel anything and you couldn't notice the difference between a truth and a lie, that doesn't mean that your body doesn't work and this doesn't work for you. It just means that there might be a lot of busyness going on, a lot of distractions, a lot of interferences. And so I would just, uh, you know, check in with that. Does that truth land for you that my body is a powerful tool and gives me evidence and information? If that, if you can agree with that truth, then start to get curious about it. And in that curiosity, experiment, explore. You don't have to take mine or Buddha's word for it. Right. Uh, you know, that's, as a matter of fact, that's don't. Hope you don't. Go experiment. Go explore. See what you see. I have really I come have really to, rely, to rely, on, rely on that. On that method. On that method. Yeah, me too. And in fact, it, it affects my interaction with people um, to the point where there are reactions there. Me too. Yeah. And, and you know, in, I, when I was 20 years old, I, um, uh, my, my boyfriend at the time, I'd been with him for four years. Was it four years? Yeah, four years. And so we had... He was really my first boyfriend. He was the only boyfriend in long term. And he wanted to get married and I didn't. And he gave me an ultimatum. 
and I, I couldn't do it. So he broke up with me and the breakup felt so terrible that I figured, oh, well, I better fix it and get back together and I would have to get married. Right. So he proposes, I say yes, but I didn't, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like a yes, but it, it, at that age in my life, I couldn't feel the distinction between what a proper yes and a proper no felt like. It was all, I was so wrapped up in what doing what everybody else wanted me to, that that was my compass. Like, is everybody out there happy with me? And if ever, if I'm making more people unhappy, then it must be, I must be doing it wrong. So I ended up getting married. Um, but that whole, that like, I even called in the engagement, I called it off because something just didn't feel right. But again, I was just making so many people miserable and unhappy that I, that I did it. Right. And so that marriage, my, what I call my, refer to as my practice marriage, it only lasted for two years. But that was a really powerful experience in my life to really, it was like, oh, that's what a no feels like. And we get into trouble when we try to keep it, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and just, you know, that was ever since my young, early 20s, just experimenting with um, here's what a yes feels like and here's what a no feels like. Um, today I'm 43 and, you know, I'm happy to say that I am in a marriage where it's like, oh, this is what a yes feels like, um, which is really sweet and really great, but I've gotten better and better. And I know that I will keep getting better at identifying those, you know, that's why today I call them the hell yeses. It's not even just the yes, it's the hell yes. And, and to me in my life, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. So, um, Demi, in the last few minutes, um, is there one book that has really touched you on this journey that you would recommend to our listeners? Mm. Oh, so many. There's been so many books. Um, you know, um, Megan, I, I feel this like kind of gut hit to like just complete what we were talking about in how to help people maybe get clear on their sole purpose Perfect. if they've never done this. Perfect. Because there's one more piece that I would really encourage people to do. Um, well, two pieces. The other part of who you are is, you know, just really identifying and putting it into words what it is you stand for um, can be really powerful. And, and to start to be curious about that, you know, what is it that, um, you know, what is it that I'm willing to fight for? And what is it that I'm willing to stick and stand up for? But the other piece to look at is your vision. And this is something that you can do today. Um, you don't need necessarily, although it's wonderful to have a coach to kind of guide you through that process, you can do it on your own. And what I would encourage you to look at, because you, your vision is an expression of your soul purpose, that impact uh, in a really limitless way. And when you create your vision, if you can disregard realistic and attainable for just this process, and look beyond all of your current goals. So let's just say all of your current goals were achieved. What would that allow you to do? And into that spaciousness, sorry, see what it is you really want. That's going to really help you get in touch with that impact piece of your soul purpose. 
right? Because I believe that that's all always alive in us. It's just that the those fear, doubts, and worries, and those past experiences, and you know, trying to please everybody, and you know, stay keeping all of the you know plates spinning. We don't want to let anything change or anything drop or anything break. Can keep us from seeing clearly what it is we really want next and what it is that what that impact is we really want to make. And so kind of going into a vision process, you know, move forward the horizon of time in your life, give yourself enough time, whether it's five years or 20 years, that you can see that anything is possible. What would you do? How would you, how, what would you feel like in your body? You know, if you could work with the best nutritionists, trainers, and coaches, what kind of habits would you be experiencing? And what would, what would that be? What would you be doing with your career? kind of a relationship would you be in? What kind of a contribution would you be making to your community in the world if anything were possible? And writing that out. And, and as you write that out, really notice and track your body. What does it feel like to be in that place? Because there's a little secret that I have as a coach. Megan, do I have time to share the secret? Oh, yes, please. We will go as long as we need to. Okay. Uh, it's very funny because this is like, this is like the the third time I've shared this secret today. And it's like, I've never shared this coaching secret ever before, but, but three times today it came up three times today. I know. So here is my coaching secret as a coach. I seek to get my clients to that place of that sweetest vision and dreams and what their goal is, get them in touch with that. My secret is I could care less if they ever get there. Oh, wow. Wow. So you're not tied to the result. You're tied to the process. No, because here's what I know to be true is that a vision, a goal is not a destination to be reached. It's the most powerful place within us that we come from. Hmm. Demi, you blow my mind every time we talk. <laughs> That's why I love you, gal. Oh, oh, I love you. That's so amazing. You know, and I, what I really love about that exercise you just mentioned is writing those things down. What would your life look like and how would you feel if you had reached your goals? I think so many of us throw these things around inside our head and we've never actually committed on paper what it would feel like if we got where we think we want to go. And speaking from personal experience, when you've taken me through some of these exercises, you've had me in tears numerous times. And sometimes the tears have been just pure joy at the way I perceived to be feeling in that moment. And sometimes I've been in tears because there was so much relief associated with the arrival at that place or the reduction of stress or this commitment that I thought was bringing me joy, but turns out it was actually just bringing me, you know, angst or something like that. So one thing I wanted to wrap up with um, Demi is, you know, you helped me figure out what I stand for and I'm not going to read the whole statement, but would it be okay with you if I read just the first few sentences that you helped me craft? Yes. I would love <laughs> to hear that. Um, and in fact, I'm, I'm kicking myself. I should have had you read it because you have this gorgeous voice. That's really fun to listen to. Um, oh, no, this is yours. <laughs> you, you own it. It is yours. And for our listeners, especially those of you that have been kind of following along with me this year, so many people have commented about this kind of new life that I'm living in. Um, this has a lot to do with this is figuring out what I stood for. And Demi took me through this process and it starts with, I stand for wholesome living. And I believe that wholesome living is living the way we were intended to aligned with nature. 
I believe that rhythms in nature exist within us and also that we function best when we are in alignment with these rhythms. I believe our Western world and all its modern conveniences has gotten too far out of sync. We eat engineered food, drive isolated in our cars, work in our cubicles, and sit for long periods of time. We shop and socialize online. We sacrifice our sleep and make the time for our self-care negotiable. We take on so much that when we are connecting with others, our minds are half busy with what is or isn't checked off our to-do lists, and we miss out on opportunities to truly connect. I believe we are meant to eat real food grown from clean dirt. We are meant to have sunshine on our face while we move our bodies, running, dancing, biking, swimming, and sometimes getting down and dirty, doing hard work, allowing our bodies to rest really well at night. I believe that wholesome living is not a privilege, but a choice. And I dream of a world in which all beings reclaimed their power, making choices that restore them to their wholesome state, replacing resignation with resilience, refusing, refusing to rush, and no longer celebrating our ability to multitask, but rather using it as a signal to let something go. And that's just a, a portion of the work that Demi helped me do to figure out what it is that I stand for. And she continues to help me orient myself towards my best self and my best life. Um, Demi, let's close with the question I close with with all my guests, which is at the end of your life, if you're looking back, if, if someone is speaking on your behalf at your funeral, what do you hope the legacy will be that you have left behind? Mm. Oh, wow, that just immediately brought up so much emotion. Oh, it's a big question. Yeah, and I know exactly what it is. And, and, and it's the place that I hope every day to come from. Wow. And it's love. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, you're amazing. Hmm. You Ditto. You are. <laughs> you add so much love and light to this life. And I hope our listeners will benefit from this quick listen the way that I have benefited from my work with you. We will have links to your website and your materials on our website and a way for people to contact you as well if they'd like to reach out and connect with you, Demi. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for what you are doing. Oh. And I just can't acknowledge you enough for, I mean, I just, you, you are a demonstration of soul purpose in action. Oh, wow. It, it's such a privilege to know you, to get to work with you, and to have you in my world. Thank you, Demi. That's a huge compliment. I'm a work in progress for sure, but I'm sure trying. <laughs> Me too. That would take the fun out if we exactly. stopped doing that. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you for listening to Maximum Enthusiasm with Megan Hopman. Subscribe, check out our blog, and learn more at MaximumEnthusiasm.com.